Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen Clan. B4P Real Talk Midwest Muscle in the house. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a vehicle to drive your goals, like whatever, like a Mack truck through the ice cream. And the snickerdoodle sprinkles with the chocolate way frosting and all kinds of goodness with cake batter maybe mixed in the mix. Check yes. us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let us chit-chatter with the banter. Hello, Desiree. Let us. Hello. Hello, Kaylin <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> and hello to everyone in listener land. Thanks for joining us on this. I don't know about you guys, but it is cold and rainy in Iowa, in my part of Iowa anyway. So fall is here. Fall is here. The days are getting darker earlier and getting light lighter later, and that is just the way the winter goes in the Midwest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that well, is thinking, true. We, we don't have rain yet, but I know it's coming, and I'm like, oh, man. Dang. <laughs> you know, I know, it, but I'm going a- to hold on to just that last couple of days of, of warmth, but I, I know it's, it's coming to an end. So, you know, yeah. Even uh, doing the church lawn today, I could feel that cold creeping in. And I was like, well, you know, at least I won't have to cut the grass anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I am a fall person. And up until the rain hit, it has been absolutely beautiful. It's been low 70s, sun shining bright, mild breezes. I just, I love, I love that weather. I love that weather. Yes. I love it. Love it. I know you are the summer guy. You you yes. are summer, but I'm uh I love the fall. I love fall and spring. I love the in between seasons. I don't want the extreme cold. I don't like the extreme heat. I like the moderate in between. And in all honesty, Mother Nature has kind of cheated us over the past several years of either spring or fall. They're like a week and then we're launched into either summer or we're launched into winter. We have not really had a true fall or true spring, I feel, for quite a while. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But, you know, you know what we did have? What did we have? We had a really great chance to be undefeated. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. And before we jump into that, I do believe we have a couple of questions from today's show that uh, where we had Marcus Gates on with us, fantastic guy, um, yeah. that we said we would answer today. We would answer today. So if we can rock and roll on those before we carry on being undefeated, that would be fantastic. Well, well you're going to have to refresh my memory because, you know, uh, at, at the time, I was still getting ready for a show that I'm not going to be doing this weekend. 
So I've had a couple of more carbs, but I still am on the prep mode because of, uh, you know, the forthcoming shows in the future. So help me at my poor little brain out so it doesn't melt. Wait, 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 wait. What happened? Why aren't you doing a show this weekend? You can't just throw that out there and then not tell us. I, I was asked to help judge because I don't know if you are aware that Lindsay Westfall lost her dad. And oh, no, not. Yeah, he he was sick, um, and he was already on hospice care, so it was just a matter of time. But uh, he has succumbed and and moved on, and so the one of the well, actually two of the judges, because you know uh, Nicole and her are very good friends, so Nicole's going to be there. So he was going to be two judges short, and he asked me to help out instead of competing. And, of course, I'm not going to say no because my selfishness would cost so many other competitors. So this is the one where you say, all right, do you – I know it's we say it's a selfish sport, but it's not really because there's so many people that help support each other. And it just seems like a selfish sport when you have to fix, fix on your and focus on yourself sometimes. But I don't truly see the selfishness in being truly focused. So I always have a different thinking with that, but that's just me, and uh, I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, there you have it. Well, I mean, good reason not to compete. And now we have, as Paul Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Of the story, yes. The story. All right, so, all right, well, then as far as questions from last week that we didn't address, um, just because they were pretty much geared towards either you or I, Kaylin, and we want to make sure anytime we have a guest that we spend as much of our time um, talking to them and engaging with them versus around them. So this one is from Bill, and he says, how was Dez's first day on her radio show? And, Bill, I just want to say thank you for asking and although my first episode was um, short, shorter, um, and I'm still learning all of the production ins and outs of when to cue my what you call bumper, so my intro, my exit, and everything in between, and then trying to coordinate Facebook Live at the same time, um, it was it was good. It was good. It, it was really different being solo because I'm so used to being with uh, my PIC partner in crime, Kaylin Patterson. But uh, I'm really excited about the prospect of continuing to share and spread the good news about health and wellness. And it's also on a Christian station, which that does my heart good as well. So it's, uh, my first show was more just an introduction but uh, on Monday, I'm going to be talking about um, boosting the immune system since we are headed into the cold weather, and I do have a guest. So uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, just improving and uh, just getting, spreading the word, spreading the word. But thanks right. for asking. That is really nice. All right. So this yeah, well, next hold on, question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I, I have to dovetail that. Before we get on to the next right. question, uh, I okay. noticed you did have a Facebook Live video. Yes. 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 And I was wondering if you get to see those questions live, or is this re- re- reference to you, or do, are they screening them like that? 
Nope, it's just me. This is a this is a small it's a small outfit for the moment. So anything that comes in, it's coming at me live. Any phone calls or questions on Facebook Live, it's real time. So either I, I, I will commenting. I, I work <laughs> Yeah. I was not paying close enough attention. So see, I still have to get in my groove so I can juggle all these all these balls at the same time, but it'll it'll oh get better. It'll happen. Goodness. I'm not gonna even talk. Oh my goodness! Way, way too oh easy. Oh my. Um, but aside from that, oh yeah, you got everybody's hands and going on these keyboards that we have emoji flying. It. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Second. Yes, he did. We have a very uh, electric class today, and, and I, I, I'm loving this. <laughs> way to go, Dad! You woke everybody up. And you know, Thursdays, speaking about being electric, Thursdays are like Kalen's one with the universe, super electric days, where he is yeah. very energized and pumped up, but he can't even explain it. So, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. There you go. I, um, I, I'll, I'll explain that. Because there is some, there's an art to the madness. It's not just, you know, it's just Thursday. It's something I learned from my, my pastor and my godfather who, who, is, uh, who passed away in 2015. He used to say something about tithing. Um, it was always something that stuck in my head because, he, you know, I was so fixated with uh, making sure I was, had my, my money tied right. And, and he said, you know, if, if that's what you think tithing is, then you're missing what God is asking. And he would always basically go much deeper than that. And he said, God asked for a tenth of you, a tenth of you, your essence, who you are. And that meant time, sharing, energy, effort, anything that is you, that you hold dear, you're supposed to give a tenth of that. Not, you know, your sin, not your wickedness, none of those things. You know, that's, that's not what we're talking about. He's talking about, you know, the better parts of you, what God is commanding of you. And so I realized that, you know, money, is it's not even the beginning. You know, it's just the obedience is what he's asking. He wants our obedience. And that means if someone needs help, you help them. If, if someone needs food, you feed them. If, if it's just so many components to, to life. And it keeps us connected in life if we learn to do that. And Thursday is the day that fell for me where it all lined up, so to speak, not like in the stars. I'm not saying anything astrological, so I don't want to confuse anyone. Uh, it, it, it was one of those days where it all lined up where I could do all those things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow, that scripture fits so well right there. Um, so the Thursday just happened to be that day where I could do it all. And, and I said, well, you know, then I'm going to do the most for it. And I asked God for the time the energy and the effort and because I wasn't doing for it for me I noticed that I would always have the energy to do the job that was required even if I were short on rest or anything else and, and, and so I'm thankful for Thursday and I guess we could call it thankful Thursday and we sure could call it Thanksgiving Thursday because it's it's been such a blessing to, to, to volunteer, and I've met some of the most amazing people doing volunteer work on those days. 
and you know we're still very good friends even to now. It almost reminds me of how we are backstage at the bodybuilding shows where you just connect with people, and some of you just know you're going to vibe with for life, like like you and I. It's it's just a blessing, and I'm, and I'm thankful for each and every opportunity to do so. That's Amen to that. Amen to that. Alrighty. Alrighty then. I was watching. I wasn't really watching, but Ace Ventura was on last night, and so that's kind of sticking oh, in my head. Alrighty then. Um, okay, this go. next question is from Greg, and this is when we were talking about um, your work with the kids on Tuesday's show, and he's saying, I really don't see the point in bodybuilding and helping kids in that way, but you guys have really changed my mind. So what's in the future for what you guys have planned? This stuff could really grow if done correctly. That, that's actually quite true. Um, I'm, I mean, for me, the sky's the limit. Uh, if, if we could get the children to behave for hours at a time, I would love to take them to shows out of state. I've talked to Cindy about that, and she's looking into it as far as the budget and everything like that. It, it's things that she hadn't thought about, but when Brian McCabe opened those doors to having us go to the, the bodybuilding shows, it really set my mind to a, a, a different way of thinking because that was the paradigm shift I needed because then I realized, you know, the sky truly is the limit when it comes to children and dealing with them and having them see that there's more to life than their current surroundings. I mean, because, I mean, you just look at where they've come from since the beginning of me being introduced to them to where we are now. And, you know, having those billboards made, it, it just touched my heart. But there was things that I never thought that they would even consider doing for me because I was such an outsider in the beginning. And now you know, just to where we are now. So, you know, God's hands in everything. And I, oh, I, I just, you know, it's just things you never, ever thought about. And yet here they are, reality, and then even more. So like God said, you know, there's plenty of work to do, but the labor is a few. We, we, we have to do our part. And we keep saying, and myself included, because I know I said it now, what can I do? instead of saying, what would God have me to do? And just that way of thinking is so different in how things come about. And it's, it's so amazing to see how the children have grown and how much they're willing to grow and what they're willing to do, you know, for people who are in their corner because they, they really want to grow, they really want to be better, and they want discipline, obedience, and guidance. And those things are truly imperative for children's minds and, and, and structure when they can see that someone is an adult and not really a placebo or a fall individual where they act a certain way when the cameras are rolling and then basically become something totally different when the cameras aren't. Because I think that was the first thing I noticed when the children were engaging with me, it was like when we had all the news crews there, everybody, you know, so jovial and happy. And then when the cameras were leaving and the kids were like, okay, when are you leaving? And I'll never forget that because I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to help clean up. And they were like, but everybody else is leaving. This is, you know, the cameras are gone. So, you know, what basically, you know, what, what, what are you hanging around for? 
because we know you're not here for us. And that really hit hard because I was thinking, well, if this is what they're dealing with, then thank God that I was asked to be a part of this because now they get to see how I was raised and, and all the people that poured into me so I wouldn't be that empty vessel. And it, it's so much more that can come from that now that I see, you know, the, what the what the kids are willing to do to, to make this program work. And, and so we can go even further. And if, if we could just, you know, get – secure transportation and stuff like that, I'm sure that uh, we can get the travel done and everything else. So, you know, the sky is truly the limit. And uh, like I told the kids, you know, basically they'll be grown and I'll still be a part of their lives because we are family now. So they don't have to worry about me disappearing or or trying to run away or anything of that nature. I, I thank God for them. They have truly been a blessing to me. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. All right. Amen to that. So, Greg, hopefully that answers your question. And I think that is the last of the unanswered questions from Tuesday, unless something else comes to mind for you, Kalen. Well, um, he, when he was talking about, you know, the things that he was doing, that's another component to, you know, basically the, the kids' outreach. is like us going into other states and showing that kind of format and program and having it grow in that nature. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's not that far drive. And with the world just around the corner, and that, I'm not saying, I, I guess I should say the ITE world, just around the corner, we we could probably get some conversation in and uh, get that something added to that because you just don't know. I mean, sure, there's there's plenty of children in need. There's plenty of, of parents in need of some kind of stress relief, and and there's plenty of ways to have all of that come about in a sustainable fashion. And I think that's the one thing that most people don't consider is that you know it's it, it's great to have an idea but it's even better to have it sustainable because without that, then you're just a slash in the pan. And then the kids are once again, going back to being neglected. And that's the worst thing you can do is give a child hope and then strip it from them. So I don't want that to happen. And there's going to be ways where, you know, this can grow and and prosper even more. And I, um, I, I would like to thank Des for coming up with, uh, with that possibility because that sparked me when we were having our conversation on Tuesday. That okay, there you have it. So and I you know, I'm just gonna say quickly, I hope that that does take off and it turns into something positive because you just never know when you can plant seeds and the next thing you know you've got a, a full blown flower garden that you never thought was gonna take off. So I'm a I'm prayerful that that'll be a good thing for kids everywhere. So if y'all want to pray with us, that would be fantastic. Um, and one last thing here. So so shout out to Jacob. <laughs> he says, thank God you guys are back on. I had no one to drive home with me on my way home from work. And, you know, Jacob, we are glad. We were glad to be back on because we didn't know yeah. who we were going to be on because last week, I don't know what was going on with Blog Talk Radio, but both Tuesday and Thursday, no one could dial in. 
We could not call in to we have a show. Yes. So, you know, every night we'd be there. We'd be trying to dial in. We're like, all right, we're going to give it until 10 after 7. And if we can't dial in then, we're going to call it. And then the, these messages would start coming that we're having technical difficulties and we're not sure how long it's going to last. And we're like, all right, we're, we, can't even, we can't even fight this. Yeah. So, so it, we it are glad. Weird. It was very, very weird. Very weird when you when you can't even call into your own show. That is the weirdest thing. Usually we're told that you know, but we even we were getting the dial tone. So we understand your frustration because we had it three or four times more. And I said I used to say there's one thing that Des hates most, and that's silence. But now I know she hates not being able to get on our even show even more. So there's something even worse than that silence. No doubt, no doubt. I almost felt like I was in Facebook Facebook jail, except we weren't on Facebook. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Great analogy. I like that. <laughs> we couldn't get out there. All right, but we were not undefeated, Kaylin. Or we were not no, defeated. We, we were undefeated because we're back. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and set us up, set us up for the show, for the show recap. Okay, well... Any and everything you could think for, I mean, here's the thing. Whenever you do groundbreaking things, things don't turn out the way it's foreseen. It's usually better or sometimes a little worse. But you make do with what you have. And this show was a great example of this. I I was thinking back to uh, a show that I helped with uh, about four years ago where Canada and the United States were working together to have a show in two places, but they were going to be judged with one judging panel and basically both audiences could see via live screen each competitor on stage. And I said, that's an interesting concept, but there was a five to 10 second lag in the video stream and then it would cut out altogether. So you could hear it but you couldn't <laughs> see it. And everything imaginable that could have gone wrong did. And it was a Halloween uh, themed show and some of the I guess uh, festivities happened earlier than expected and it really frightened a lot of the athletes because fireworks going off in a theater is is pretty scary because they're a lot louder inside than they are out. So, you know, it it was a great idea in in theory, but there's a lot of kinks that that needed to be worked out, and I don't think they've tried that format again. But thankfully for this show, at the FIFA Be Undefeated, we had enough veteran people that have been on stage and behind stage and backstage that all the kinks really didn't slow the show enough to give people bad memories. And I'm so thankful to God for it because this is the second year for people to be undefeated. And the last thing you want is something to derail it to show then. And Des uh, was the DMC and she did an excellent job with it. 
for mapping out all the stuff that we couldn't correct. She found a way to make that happen. So, Des, uh, we had a lot of good competitors. Um, I, I'm telling you, the pros looked phenomenal. Uh, Matt Cordry, goodness gracious, I just say, wow. And uh, the, the figure competitor, oh, my goodness, the no splits, I was not ready for it. So go ahead, and uh, I guess you could talk about the winners now if you want, or we could uh, get into some of the things that happened with the show that were too, totally unexpected. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do a little bit of both, because uh, I'm not sure that we're going to get through all of the results today, but we will, we will do our best. And, um, and so the results that we're sharing, I mean, they're official because we were there when we brought them home with us, but they're not like official official because they have not been um, posted anywhere. <laughs> so you guys are probably, if you weren't at the show, you're the next in line to be able to hear all of this all in one place. And also, if you want to hit up the uh, P3P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page, um, I just threw up a couple of uh, candid shots of yours truly and yours truly, both of yours truly, oh my um, from, that, from that show. So since Kaylin started off with the pros, uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and start with the pros, and uh, then we'll work our way through novice, masters, and the open. We'll get as far as we can get. But um, so pro women's physique. So I don't know if you guys recall an interview we did back, oh, it's been a good couple of years ago, so maybe you won't, but we had on um, a young gal, she took the bodybuilding stage, she looked fantastic, um, I believe it was at the National Peoria Championships, Kaylin, Chris Clevin was at okay. that show, and Chris has been a fan favorite at P4P undefeated, not only last year, but this year um, as well. And so they kicked off the pro, the pro uh, part of the show with the uh, pro women's physique. And so Chris was there. She competed against another phenomenal competitor. Her name was Karen Woodland. I mean, I'm telling you what, I did not envy the judges for this show whatsoever. They both looked great. I mean, I could have gone either way with either one of them. I, I just really didn't know how that was going to turn out because they had just both of them were very graceful, great posing, very muscular. I mean, they were every bit of women's physique. But at the end of the day, Chris Clevin came out on top. Or actually, I take that back. I'm sorry. So this <laughs> – this is a mistake that I had even during the show. It was tragic. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Karen Woodland came out on top okay. for pro women's physique, and Chris Clevin was in second. Now, yeah. Chris took first place in several other categories, so that's where I had it going, and I started with her name, yeah. so her name was stuck in my head. But Karen Woodland, um, I had not seen her compete before, but she looked fantastic. Chris looked fantastic, but congrats to Karen on that. Chris came in second. And then the ladies were followed by pro man's classic physique. We had um, Vincent Johnson and Chris Osborne competing there. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I'm seeing more and more as a trend, especially between um, 
men's um, men's physique, men's classic physique, and men's bodybuilding is you're starting to see the pros back on the amateur stage in a different category than what they turned pro in. And we mm-hmm. saw that, I don't know, probably at least two or three times at P4P Undefeated. And the men's pro classic physique was one of those instances because one of the pros in this category was back on stage competing in amateur bodybuilding, if I have that correct. So they are, they're, they're really trying to work out these, the differences between men's classic physique and men's bodybuilding. And I don't think we've seen the end of that saga yet. I think this is a class that's going to continue to work itself out and massage the, um, the criteria before it becomes really clear the difference between the two. I don't know. What do you think about that, Kayla? Well, I, like I said, well, like you just said, it, it's a lot of kinks needed to be worked out, but the competitors are trying to figure out where they best fit because there's been a lot of misinformation, misdirection, and sometimes just bad coaching with not checking out the criteria for what's expected of the athletes. So now they're trying to find out on their own. And, you know, I, I, I give uh, kudos to that because there's some that didn't really understand the nuances until they actually get to a live event and they realize, hey, you know, I, I like this better or this suits me better. And then they get the judge's feedback as well as knowing to ask the question that need to be answered because, you know, sometimes, as I can remember back when we were at the uh, – the rumble on the river where you, you were giving your, your advice and criteria about where you thought a person fit. And it, it was just groundbreaking for them because they, not, they hadn't thought of those things. So now we're seeing a year later where more and more people are, are asking the same question that you were giving at, at a show a year ago. So they're figuring it out for themselves and they're loving every bit of it because now they're finding an identity in the, in, in the sport that they love. So, you know, it, it's good to to want to be the center on the on the basketball team, but if you're only five eight, you're not going to do too well, and uh, it won't be much fun. So, you know, it, it's it's a lot better when you find out where you fit, and then you can do much better in the sport, and it grows as a whole when you when you go about it that way. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So, congratulations to Vincent Johnson. He was our first place winner in the pro men's classic physique category. And Chris Osborne came in second there. And um, so in pro men's masters bodybuilding, we actually had two, you know, two, two long time P4P friends. We had Torrance Cooper and Jerome Drakeford battling it out on the stage. And uh, I was really happy to see Florence back in the mix because his mom passed away, I think it was a year or two ago, and it, it hit him really hard, really hard. And we, or at least I, maybe you, Kaylin, have seen more, but haven't really seen a whole lot of him or from him since that happened. And so it was really good to see him back on stage. They both came ready to rumble. And uh, first place went to uh, Jerome Drakeford. And uh, he, he, what show was he the DJ at? Because he is a DJ, but he DJed a competition. That, well, I know I when, when he was with uh, when he was with P for P, 
we we did the booth out in at the Arnold. He was the DJ. That's and what I, it was. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's well, what did, it was. Yeah, he, he did a phenomenal job, and and, and uh, you know I think a lot of us don't speak about that as much as we should, simply because that was the last time all of us had a chance to see Misty Love uh, alive. So yes. you know it's a it's a bittersweet memory, uh, a really really blessed time when we were out there and I don't want anyone to think we're downgrading it but it was it's just you don't have that kind of energy and love and not have the hurt for the loss of the person that helped to make that happen no doubt no doubt and it's uh for those who are just catching up to the conversation Missy Love uh passed away a couple of years ago uh in a car accident very tragic she had five kids um, her husband, a uh, military man, traveled quite a bit. I'm not quite sure how the family is doing now, but she was greatly missed, is greatly missed by, you know, pretty much everyone who knew her, loved her. So, but uh, that's, uh, that was one of my first interactions of getting to know Jerome Drakeford. He's with Fella Fit, and he was the DJ for that opportunity. And so he took first place in pro men's master bodybuilding, and then Torrance came in second. Mm-hmm. Pro figure, you know, I'm really surprised that the pro figure class was not bigger than it was. Really surprised. Now, figures showed up in force for pretty much every other category, but I didn't see yes. the pros, and uh, I was surprised by that. But uh, congratulations. First place went to Amanda Kreitler, and uh, second place went to Kayla Pooler. And uh, Amanda was also the pro Masters figure champion. So yet again, another example where the Masters are coming in and representing. Representing. Yes, they show Masters dominated. <laughs> yes, they did. Wow. They definitely did. So, and uh, pro men's bodybuilding, we had yep. – uh, in this order, first to third place, we had Matt Cordy, first place, second place, Jerome Drakeford, and third place to Torrance Cooper. And uh, it was a smaller class, but, boy, it was a good class. I mean, the judges, yes, Snyder also done such a good job. And the judges yes. were really taking their time, and uh, all of the athletes were on stage for a long time because they were getting their due, they were tough decisions. It wasn't an obvious first place in every class. It just wasn't like yeah. that. I mean, the athletes really had to go out there and earn their positions. And it was pretty That's, much like that yeah. across the board. Through the whole show. Well, I, I wanted to yes. add, and I, I don't want to jump the gun. We can backtrack, but I did not envy those four uh, figure girls and novices because I said for their first time to be getting out there and to be out there as long as they were, I was like, oh, I hope they come back. <laughs> they no doubt. Worked. I mean, they did get worked. And we go back, Phil, here, but it was a class of like 13 or 14. It was huge. Yep. <laughs> I've never seen a figure novice class that big. And it was exciting, right. but was huge and but they were out there a long, 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 long time. Um, Good group. 
But for the novice, we we'll great phenomenal yep. group. Yes, it was definitely for sure. Um, and we will come back to them as soon as we figure. As soon as we yes. figure, go figure. As soon as we finish, go figure. Um, with the pros here, go figure. Now, pro bikini, I was I was hoping. So the one thing that didn't happen this year is neither our king nor our queen of the hill made it back to defend their titles. Now, Misty Weatherford is competing this weekend, um, and it's out of state. And so I, I know that's where her focus was, but I was sad that she was not there to participate in the pro bikini lineup. But we did have two veterans from the uh, inaugural P4P undefeated that came back, and that was Laura Bird and Sabra Wilson. And actually, we've been watching Laura this year pretty much tearing up the stage. And this show is yeah. no different. Um, Laura came in first. Sabra Wilson came in second. And then Larissa Clem was our third-place pro bikini winner. So the one thing that we don't know yet is who our king and queen of the hill will be for the 2019 show. So as soon as we have those details, we'll have to share that with all you guys, and uh, we'll be looking for them on the next round of canisters, <laughs> product canisters to come <laughs> out. But it was, it was I mean, it was a, a little smaller class than last year for pro bikini, but they were they were battling it out. They all looked fantastic. And then we need to say congratulations to Vicky Pizzolotto, and she was our Bikini Masters champion, our Pro Bikini Masters champion. And then Pro Men's Physique, um, we had a uh, an alum from last year too, and Matthew McClure. He earned a Pro card. He earned a couple different Pro cards last year, but he earned a Pro card. Um, at P4P undefeated last year, and he was up against Matthew Klein. So two Matthews battled it out for pro men's physique. And congratulations to Matthew McClure. Uh, first place and then second place went to Matthew Klein. And that was just kind of like the icing on the cake. We kind of have like a little natural uh, bodybuilding power couple here where uh, Laura Bird and um, Matthew McClure are, uh, are sweethearts. And so you had two pros winning at the same show. So I know that that was exciting for them. Oh, yes. I, I oh, yeah. There's, there's, um, it, here's the thing. Um, I've been in the circuit of bodybuilding for a long time now, and uh, it's, it's good to see people come up and, and stay with it. You know, because I think one of the one things that we forget to do is basically show up when we're not competing. And we get that a lot now, much more often than we did in the past. Uh, this show being a good example with Meshach, even though he wasn't competing, he was still there to, to present some of the war. Uh, with Matt, uh, Laura, and Jerome, you know, they've been working really hard. And I've, I've got to not only see them backstage and, and converse with them backstage, I've also got to be witness to their backstory and how they're upcoming and, and, and working really hard to get, get on stage. Uh, Richie Lopez is another example where he finally got his time to shine, where everything just uh, mashed up. And I, I, I would refer them back to like a, a Brian Whitaker, where it's year after year they're doing well, but they're not placing in the top spot. But that never caused them to think that they couldn't get better or find a way to improve. Uh, Matthew McClure, I mean, he was always so close 
uh, to winning that pro card, and then, the, you know, he finally won it. And he was really happy, you know, I, I really want to do well, and I want to get on that pro stage. And, you know, now he's on pro stage, and this was his first pro win as a PCP undefeated. So it was really a blessing to see that. Jerome Drakeford always, you know, helping everybody out, you know, whether it be with music, uh, transportation, uh, things backstage, whatever. He's always helping out and always part of uh, what's going on. And then he's going to, to get on stage. And then, you know, he, he didn't place in the top five down at the Global in Atlanta. And then he came up here and he wins his Masters. Uh, first, so his first pro win. And then, like you said, with Laura Bird, you know, after what happened at the Windy City, she could have basically said, you know, I need to take some time off to get my head right. No, she comes back and she hits the stage and, and she worked. I mean, she can work a stage. I mean, it's great to see her coming out with that kind of confidence. And she's got a good posing coach to help her do that as well. So, you know, just to get to see these things and, you know, some things that might derail someone didn't even come close to slowing these guys down and, and to be there live and to see it happen and just get to shake their hand and hug them and let them know, you know, I'm proud of you because, you know, you stuck with it. And this is what this sport needs is people that can be outspoken on stage, but also humble enough to speak out when they get off stage to the people that are asking the questions that need to be answered from the athletes, not from the judges, not from the expediter or anyone else, but from the, the athletes themselves. And, and when they can be well-spoken enough to address those questions and answers in a serious way, it, it's just a blessing. No doubt, no doubt. And um, one of the things that just popped up in my head, and I don't know why this popped up now, but uh, – one of the things that uh, there were quite a few technical difficulties that happened during the show, um, none of which, um, none of which could have been predicted. But one of them is that the uh, national anthem did not play, and so who should come but and save the day? But Kalen Patterson, who kicked it off a cappella, and uh, <laughs> and carried everyone through. I was just so, worried if everybody cared. I was I was incredibly nervous and I did not want to screw the words up because it was it was uh well I think uh Rian uh two point had said it best. He said Captain Clutch to the rescue <laughs> I just did not want that silence happening with my co host because I know how she feels about that silence. <laughs> I know. And there was a couple of times I was like, oh, my gosh, it's silence again <laughs> because the video just wouldn't play. They were having some issues downloading, um, getting them downloaded and, and going on. So, but anyway, there there you have it. So there is the rundown of the pros. Um, and we are going to roll into the novice categories. And so – Figure novice, oh my goodness! I I, oh my I goodness. thought there were thirteen to fourteen, but there were twelve of them, which is still a huge class. And so basically, they brought everyone out. They went through some mandatories, and then they split them into two groups towards the back of the stage. And then they had a first call out, and then they had second call out. 
um, because there were just so many of them, and they were moving them around not only in their lines where they were doing mandatories, but they were moving ladies from the back of the stage to the front of the stage, from the front of the stage to the back of the stage. And so um, there was just a lot of great competition. You know, like I said earlier, I just did not envy the judges in their in their role here. And another use no. and unique thing about T4P undefeated is, okay, so we've got these, some classes not so huge, but some very huge classes, but throughout, only the top three went home with an award. You know, usually you have the top five, but at this mm-hmm. show, only the top three went home with any hardware. So, I mean, it was the creme de la creme that were recognized at this show. And uh, and that was just really different. <laughs> I, I yes. had never seen that before. And uh, I'm not quite sure on the rationale behind that. I don't necessarily disagree with it at all. It was just new. No. And so that was something that took some getting used to because instead of calling out the top five, I was only calling out the top three. So with that being said, tonight I am going to go ahead and, and recognize the top five, but just wanted everyone to have the understanding that only the top three were brought out on stage and awarded with a medal or trophy. Um, so the top five for figure novice out of the 12, uh, Larissa Clem took fifth place. Wanda Joy Meter took fourth place. Chris Palio took third place. Erica Sweeney second. And Samantha Neary was in first place. So congratulations to all of those ladies. And, again, it was just super tough, super tough. And, uh, you know, several of these competitors, this was their first show ever, and to look at their physiques, you would have thought they'd been competing for a good yes. couple of years. They were just that yes, developed. Ma'am. They looked they remarkable. I, I was very they surprised. Did. when it, I kept thinking Earl was saying it wrong. And I was waiting for him to correct himself and say open, but no, that was the novice class. I was like, he he, he keeps saying novice. I don't understand why he keeps saying novice. Because if you looked at the spread on stage, you would never have guessed that many were in novice. It was no. really something to see, especially with that many. <laughs> it was I was like, whoa, that's pretty good. <laughs> That was oh. something else. So I mean, it, it's the competition was, was just stiff, and I I give it to uh, the boys with P for P muscle because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and it's real talk, so I'm gonna be real. I was concerned about the turnout for this show, how it was gonna be, because there just wasn't the same marketing push as they had last year, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I I hope. <laughs> I hope everybody knows when it is and that they should be signing up and all that. I mean, they were marketing and they were promoting, but it wasn't at the same level as the first year. And so I was just really concerned that the numbers weren't going to be there, but the numbers were definitely there. And I think that's a testament to how well run the show was last year. And it was really, really well run this year too. The bumps we had in the road were not because of poor planning. It was, a lot of it was just technical and there was nothing that could be done about it because it was happening in the moment. There was no way to work around it. I mean, they've got some ideas 
for how they want to try and avoid these mishaps next year. But when you're continually pushing the envelope and you don't quite have a chance to test everything before it's time to just do it, it's, you know, things like that are bound to happen. But I've seen nothing but glowing comments from the athletes who participated and uh, the show still went very well. So there you have it. And I, you guys, this show is flying by way too fast. We're not going to get through everyone, so I apologize. But there's just so much to discuss that we haven't gotten through it. So let me move on to um, men's novice physique. Um, our top five there, fifth place, congratulations to Doug Sharp. Fourth place, Dan Ogren. Third place, Mike Eckberg. Two, Kyle Lock and Lolly. That's a fun name to say. I like it, Lock and Lolly. And first place went to Mike Zagurski. <laughs> so that's our men's physique novice. Still a really nice size class. Seven competitors there. Um, bikini novice. We had 11 ladies on stage. So again, coming out, split stage. And I have to say this, this did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. It, I, it was really close. I had the top three. Um, but my first and second were flip-flopped. I thought there was a ringer out there. I thought she was bikini physique 100%. Um, and I thought she was going to walk away with first in whatever category that she was in, and she walked away with second. So just go to the show. Sometimes, you know, you have your – you have what you think is going to happen, and then because you have a panel of judges – who are probably all very close in their judging, um, it didn't. And I, they didn't get it wrong because both first and second place were so darn close. So darn close. Yes. I know it had to have been splitting hairs. I know it had to have been splitting hairs. Um, but anyway, so out of a class of 11, your top five, fifth place went to Amanda Hintz. Fourth place went to Lori McConaughey. Third place to Tammy Geezy. Second place to... Alana Kuhlman, and first place to Stephanie Bradley. So uh, kind of take note of those names. Once the results are published, take another look at them and uh, keep an eye open for them because all of these ladies were fantastic. They were definitely on top of their game. So a lot going on there. Okay, men's bodybuilding novice. I have to say <laughs> I really enjoyed just being a spectator at this show because there were some folks that got out there, some athletes, and I just fell in love, not necessarily with their physique, but just their personalities on stage. They were just so much fun. And there's nothing more fun being a fan than when you have athletes that are out there just having a ball. And let me tell you that Renee Antrop Gonzalez, this <laughs> man <laughs> – I loved him. I loved him. He was just out there and just so smiley with these glasses. And he would, like, smack his leg. And I don't know, would you call it a scream or a grunt? Or I'm not quite sure what I would call it. I would say it was a maybe, maybe a key up. Maybe I'll call it more of a key up. But he was the most entertaining guy ever. <laughs> I just really enjoyed him every time he came out. I couldn't help but smile. I just, I just loved exactly. watching him compete. But anyway, yeah, for he's, men's bodybuilding novice, yeah. 
first place. Well, let me start with third. Um, so my man, Renee Antrope Gonzalez, he came in third. Second place was Jacob Wegler. And first place went to Chris Osborne. And, then, and so here's the thing, too. So Jacob Wegler came in second place in men's novice, but he also was first place in men's teen bodybuilding. He was 17 years old. And his he muscle development, yeah, yeah, I mean, he his his size wasn't there yet. I mean, he's only 17, but just yeah. the formation of the muscle, I mean, it was there. You could see all of it. And if he sticks with it and just continues to fill out those muscle bellies, he is going to be phenomenal in years to come. So it was a treat to watch him as well. Um, and then men's classic physique novice, uh, we're going to congratulate uh, Matthew Klein, first place, and then second place went to Ryan Cunningham. And that wraps up our novice, our novice section there. So anything you want to add, KP? Well, no, I, I just wanted to say, you know, like uh, the Renee guy, he, he's, he, he's full of life backstage. He's there, he's happy, and he's loving everything about the fitness experience. And that, you know, it, it's nice to see people like that. And, you know, it, it's I, I got to give a shout-out to Kimmy Arnone for uh, being the expediter back there because she calmed a lot of nerves. Even after she let people know to be in place, uh, we still found a way to get out of place. And she never uh, basically took the moment or the experience from the show or anything, the competitors still felt like human beings. And I know that uh, I've seen Exoditers handle it much differently than what she was doing. She's a, she's a mother bear for sure, and uh, she's definitely there for the athletes. So I just want to throw that out there. It's, it's always good to see her, but, you know, when she's taking care of the athlete, and there's so many people that she's helped uh, get to stage, myself included, and just to know she's still putting in that time and work to make sure – that we're uh, still feeling like amazing people and like we, we, you know, that journey isn't over. And I just love the fact that she always reminds us that there's always tomorrow. And, you know, whether we place or not, we, we've done our best and we still look amazing getting out there on stage. And that's for sure. And that's for sure. So we only have a couple minutes left guys. So I'm making the executive decision. I'm wow. not going to start. I, I know it went by so fast. I'm not going to start rolling through the results of the open divisions. Um, we will do that on another show. Um, or we may just have a special show so we don't get too far away because we already have guests for next week that are booked. Um, but uh, we will we will share this info with you. So if there does end up being a special show, we will definitely post that on social media and let you guys know, or we'll let you know when we get to the second part of this. So I know it seems disjointed, but I don't want to get started and go through like one or two classes of the open and then just have to end. I'd rather just cover it as one cohesive um, presentation as far as that goes. So with that being said, Kaylin, in our last couple of minutes, um, your favorite part of P for P undefeated? Well, uh, one, uh, the, the Earl breaking down for the athletes in the audience, what was expected. I, I think that makes the show run 
so very smooth. And it's just amazing to watch him work because he doesn't delay or add on to the time for the show in, in order to do that. Uh, big shout out to the P4P guys for, for coming up with uh, new ideas and new outlets. And uh, definitely Rion 2.0, uh, he did his thing. And, you know, the fact that the athletes uh, get to get on stage in different wardrobes, aside from what they brought, is always amazing. I mean, it, it's just great. To, to, it's a great atmosphere. It's a great venue, how they do it. Uh, Sigma Fit, big shout-out to those hoodies and those tanks because I'm in love with them. <laughs> i got to get some more. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad you brought up um, 2.0 and uh, Ryan Jones and because – he danced last year, phenomenal. He's just continuing to break ground on the hip-hop, hip-hop dance scene. But uh, they had him back, and he danced again this year. Um, they also had a fashion show this year, just as they did last year. But what was different about it this year is that Ryan, um, he performed some of his own music. He's also a rap artist, so he was out there performing and dancing um, some of his original music while the perfect um, fit gear bottles oh. were on stage doing their thing. And so that in and of itself was really exciting, and it was very entertaining and fun to watch. Another thing that uh, we haven't discussed that I'm just going to throw out here real quickly that the P4P guys did differently this year is that when they introduced the pro competitors, they had recorded intro videos for each pro competitor, and they played those before each pro did their individual performances, which I thought was really nice. It gave the audience more of an opportunity to learn about these pros, learn more of their backstory, and just highlighted that pro you know, designation even more. So I think they did a fantastic job in continuing to just build up the benefits to having a pro status. And, and again, it's a, it's a, it's an original thing. This is not something that I've seen before or even heard of being done anywhere else, but I'm sure that now that they've done it, we're going to be seeing other promoters following suit. So I thought that was just a very nice and classy addition to P4P Undefeated. So, we got about 90 seconds left. Kalen Patterson, Snickerdoodle shout-out. Yeah, I got to get some Snickerdoodle-colored trunks because I I think I I get hungry less often when I can see it. (laughs) (laughs) On behalf of all you undefeated folks out there, (laughs) Snickerdoodle, in in stock, in in bulk stock, I should say. And uh, myself with a boy from P4P Muscle. Your body's a temple, so let's build it. All right. Let's go see the, if our be- 